begotten strange children. And again, this word zoar, showing it's a mixture of the person of another race. Now Noah was saved because he was pure-blooded, while those around him were mongrelized. The sixth chapter of Genesis, verses 2, 4, and 5, record the forbidden mixing of races and the evil results of it. But speaking of Noah, Genesis 6, verse 9 says, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. Now that perfect is the Hebrew tamim, without blemish or fault, and the word mistranslated generations is the Hebrew toledo, which means descent or ancestry. Noah, therefore, was a just man and without any blemish in his ancestry, no mongrelization. Therefore, Noah and his family were saved while the mongrels were wiped out. Did you know that the mixing of races, the mongrelization, is the sin for which Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed? Yes, it is. Read Jude, verse 7. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Those who are trying to force integration in the schools and churches are now beginning to admit that their real purpose is to bring about racial intermarriage. They've even deceived certain well-meaning but ignorant clergymen into helping them. Even without intermarriage, just allowing Negroes into the white churches is a terrible disobedience of God. Do you say, well, I didn't read that in my Bible? That's only because mistranslation concealed it from you. No doubt you were puzzled if you read Deuteronomy 23, verse 2, as it reads in your King James Version of the Bible. A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to his tenth generation shall he not enter into the congregation of the Lord. You wondered at this, because an illegitimate child is not to blame for the sins of its parents. And besides, why should the penalty extend for ten more generations? They might all be legitimately born. But the Hebrew word which was mistranslated bastard is the word mamzer, and it means a mixture, a half-breed or mongrel. It has nothing to do with whether the child's parents were married, but it refers to the forbidden intermixture of races, and that is why the penalty extends for ten generations. And it shows how seriously God treats this sin. 
It is true that a mulatto child is not to blame for his parents' sins, but he is still a mulatto. The first generation would be a half-breed. The second would have to have at least a quarter of the dark blood, the third at least one-eighth, the fourth generation at least one-sixteenth, and so on. Carry that on to the tenth generation, and you will find that there the Negro blood may be as small as one part in a thousand and twenty-four. Yet God himself says that this is too much to be allowed to enter into the congregation of the Lord. Now, if you admit that your church is not worthy to be called the congregation of the Lord, <clears throat> then perhaps this doesn't seriously concern you. But if your church is or is trying to be the congregation of the Lord, hadn't you better obey God's own commandment concerning it? There must be no integration in the churches. It's a violation of God's own direct commandment. The unfortunate children of such marriages are not the guilty ones, of course. The sin is that of their parents. Yet the fact that they cannot help what they are doesn't change the permanent fact that they are what they are. The experience of thousands of years has demonstrated that the dark races do not have what it takes to produce the white man's high civilization. They've never had it in their own lands, and they only have it here because we, the white majority, created it and maintained it. The mixed breed is the same. It does not have in proper measure those qualities which God so carefully implanted in the white race to carry out certain purposes which he has assigned to them. Recognition that God himself made the races different does not imply hatred or contempt for any of them. Difference has its purposes which must be respected. I do not expect the family cat to sing like a canary nor the canary to keep mice out of the kitchen. If I went quail hunting, I wouldn't expect a horse to point quail for me, neither would I try to saddle and ride the best hunting dog in the world. All the family pets are equally loved, and neither is despised because he can't do what some other does. But each has his own purpose, and trying to mix them up or interbreed them can only harm them. Now I know there are many people to whom these facts about the Bible are new. There are also many who have learned the evil lesson that they can get more money or more political popularity by violating these laws of God than by obeying them. Some of you may not like to be reminded of these things, but remember, I didn't write the Bible. God wrote it through his prophets, and his commandments are always right. For our own good, for the very survival of our white race upon the earth, and that we may face our own God with a better conscience, we'd better obey these laws of God. How can we have been misled into doing the okay, stupid and evil thing? We'll, we'll stop right here, folks. That's it. That's another broadcast. But I thought, uh, in my opinion anyway, from what I study, that uh, Compare makes a lot of sense. And uh, he makes sense out of the Bible, the real Bible, and not the mistranslated Bibles and the preacher's Bibles that are all lovey-dovey and everything else. I mean, it's fashionable now, thanks to the media elites, to be able to sing the praises of, can't we all just come together under one roof? Can't we all worship the same God? Can't we all just intermarry? See, that's the, the problem with the integration. It's not that blacks can't go to the same church with whites. They very well can, I think, obviously in other races provided they understand 
the restraints upon which they live. And, and that means you marry your own kind, and that's fine. And then you can worship the Lord uh, in, his, uh, in his Bible and how he teaches it. But no intermarriage, no dating. And this is why Bob Jones University dropped the ball years ago. Bob Jones University practiced that in their enrollment of students. No interracial dating on campus was allowed. And then the government came along and said, it was, was it Clinton, came along and said, you can't do that. The media took hold of it, said it's a racist university and terrible that blacks can't intermarry with whites and blah, blah, blah. Well, they were speaking from a biblical mandate. So what did they do in order to keep their tax-exempt status? They said, oh, we're going to change God's law. We're going to make it different because we are given that power now to change what God has said into the opposite. You know, and this is why they've had a number of problems since then. And this is what happens. Friend, you know, you either stand fast, you either stand for something, or you'll take a fall. And if you stand for something that is right biblically, because it is not hurtful, it is not racist in the negative sense, but in the positive sense, then, hey, so be it. Edgar Steele, you remember, in his uh, untimely death in the federal prison a few years ago, we had his wife, Mrs. Steele, on. I'd like to have her back again if, if she ever wants to uh, talk about it again. But Edgar Steele wrote the book, uh, Defensive Racism. There's a book that <laughs> that's still on Amazon, I guess, and they haven't taken that down yet. But it's up there, and I guess it's selling pretty well from what I see. Uh, you might take a look at that. I have a copy of it, Defensive Racism. And racism has such a negative connotation. But I am a racist. I make no bones about it. A racist is one who studies race, race, and who is proud of his race. And I, I mean, how can you not be proud of your race, you know? And God made you that way. It's the same thing with sex. Uh, God made you a boy, you want to become a girl. Well, you, what you're saying is God didn't know any better. I do. And there's nothing more insulting to God than to do that. And they have to meet him. And they have to hear his displeasure. But they have to find out, as you say, you know, the hard way instead of the easy way. You're only fooling yourself. That's what my father used to say. Now, I have some quotes here that may be interesting, uh, folks, and you may find this interesting. You can join in at 800-313-9443 if you'd like to. But uh, there, there have been some people who have uh, said some not-so-very-nice things about race, about the white race. And never do you hear these in the media. I wonder why. We remain a hunted people. Now you think you have a destiny to fulfill in the land that historically has been ours for 40,000 years. And we're a new mestizo nation. Our devil has bare skin and blue eyes. We have got to eliminate that gringo. And what I mean by this is the worst comes to the worst. We have to kill him. This is from the professor, Jose Angel, Angel Guterres, the founder of La Raza. How do you like that? Huh? Nice guy, isn't he? Yep. Uh, let's 
see here. We have some others. Oh, blonde hair and blue eyes are a biological defect. The white race is a disease, and the only cure is a bullet. The rule of whites is history. Soon they will be our serfs. It's now the age of the brown man, unquote. And that was from the uh, Hindu man, a Hindu nationalist named Ramesh Sharma. Interesting, isn't it? And we have that wonderful man who passed away. I guess he couldn't pass his, uh, his waist, and uh, I guess he died full of it. But that was Mr. Noel Ignatius. What he said is the goal of abolishing the white race is on his face, is on its face, so desirable that some may find it hard to believe that it could incur any opposition than that from committed white supremacists. Make no mistake about it. We intend to keep bashing the dead white males and beating them, and the live ones, of course, and their families, too, until deconstructed, but it also destroyed. Uh, not deconstructed, but destroyed, I'm sorry. And that's from Noel Ignatiev, Harvard University. He's a Jewish, uh, let's see, uh, emigre to the United States from, uh, I believe, Eastern Europe. All right, let's see if we can take a call here. 1-800-313-9443 from Sanford in Florida. Hello, Sanford. Is this Sanford and Son, or is this just Sanford? <laughs> Hi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's me, Good. yeah. What I wanted to ask you was about Jethro. Going, using the Bible... Jethro was the father, the one with the uh, acacia stick from the Garden of Eden, and uh, he was the father-in-law to Moses. I think in the Bible it says that Jethro was black and that Moses took a black wife. What you're do you think of that? Ethiopian? Is that what you're interpreting it as black? Excuse me? Well, you may be referring to the Ethiopian, and that does not mean black, you see. Oh, it doesn't? In the land of those nations, of those nations where he was taken. Moses itself uh, means the, the uh, taken from the water. So, yeah. There is a difference here. But no, no, there is no, you see, uh, that's why it's important, Sanford, to try to learn what the original languages say. And there's a lot of mistranslations. A lot of them in the Bible, unfortunately, and that's why you need a concordance to study it and get the exact meanings of the words, you see? Do you think Ethiopians aren't black? I didn't say that. didn't say that at all. But they're not Adamic. That's the point. From the land of Ethiopia came many, many who were not of that oh. particular race, the pre-Adamic race, you see? And many of them were of the tribes of Israel, what would later be called Jacob Israel. Yeah. So that's that's the issue here. I think you're just confusing races with uh, geography. Well, but according to the Bible, 
all these people came from uh, Noah. So that would be one family again. Well, all of those people did not come from Noah because, you see, there were two of every flesh that were taken on the ark. Even those who were not Noah were taken on the ark, it says in the book of Genesis. You follow me? Oh, yeah. How could you re replenish and, and reproduce and repopulate those other races if two of them, male and female, were not aboard? You follow? Yeah. I yeah. thought that when it came to the humans... They were all from yeah. Noah's family. No, no, any more than we're from Adam's family. No, uh, Noah was fair in his race, and he was loyal to his race. But what I'm saying is when he took the ark, he obviously took two of every kind that would be on the ark. And that meant male and female of all these other races in order for them to continue after the flood to continue to reproduce. Therefore, you have generation yeah. upon generation. So it was two of every kind. Read it oh. in Genesis. I believe it's chapter 8. You'll read it. Okay. And then you'll see that. All right. But there is a plan here, Sanford, to, uh, to bring about that one race, and I don't know what race you are or what nationality, but are you happy being what you are? Yeah, that's all I know is what I am. Right, exactly. That's right. And you and, and that's fine. That's great. And God does not have any, any animosity toward them. Well But he separated I, them for a reason, each with his own talents, his own abilities, and his own kind in order to produce that family of nations, of different nations, different ethnicities. So um, I think that's the greater message that we're trying to, at least I'm trying to. I'm not, I'm not telling anybody else what to believe, but this is the way I see it. This is the way I think it, it works out, you know? Okay. I thank you for the call, Sanford. Nice call. Thank you very much for that. Very good, honest seeker. Uh, and you can dial in right now, 800-313-9443, uh, before Art joins us any minute. But, see, that's where the confusion, I think, comes in, and that's why the preachers today, invariably, the evangelicals especially, and the modernist liberal preachers also, will all believe the same thing. They all believe that Adam was the father of all the races, all the different... And it's impossible to take, um, you know, two white people and produce a black man. Both of them Adamic, ruddy-complected, white Adamic skin. Caucasian Israelites today they would be known as, and then produce a, a, you know, a black child or an Asian child or any of the others. God created them all. He saw that it was very good, it says, in the book of Genesis, the end of chapter 1 of Genesis. So who are we? I mean, if you're happy with your race, I would hope, and there's nothing wrong with it. The enemy here is that which the devil himself has sown. The race of Cain, which says... We are a supreme race. We have the right to rule over others. What did uh, Abe Foxman have to say? Abe Foxman himself, former head of the ADL, by the way, some great stuff now that I've been reading about Foxman, how some have charged, well, they use a little word called a-hole and also a racist. One in particular, if you want the information, I'll put it out there for you. We're going to take a break right now and we'll come right back. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. 
The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT the number two, keep it today. What have you done? Thousands of years of building and rebuilding, creating and recreating so you can let it crumble to dust. A million years, the sensitive men dying for their dreams. For what? So you can swim and dance and play. Folks, we're back, and uh, we're going to bring Art up on the show. Stay tuned, Art. But I, I just wanted to read some of this statement that was made years ago by the former head of the Anti-Defamation League of Bernie Britt. And it's Abe Foxman. And he was quoted directly as saying, I speak of the, of the, of the death of the white race. He said, the complete removal of all means of reproduction 
the so-called Aryan race. Men, now he's not white, you see. Men, we now control the destiny of this race. It is now time to make sure the white race becomes extinct through miscegenation, which I just spoke of, and having a virtually zero birth rate. Now, they're doing that with vaccines as well. We have all enjoyed the vision repeated all over this world every day of the last white children playing with little dark children and knowing and knowing that they are being set up for their eventual destruction. We can ruin the ancient, pure bloodline of an Aryan child by convincing him or her of the altruism of beginning interracial, of begetting interracial children. We must expose the race mixing of the urban sellers or centers to the suburbs and the rural areas of this country, more aggressive programs to integrate. These areas are now underway through HUD, Housing and Urban Development, folks. Who created it? They did. It is worth any price, he says, to annihilate the most or the next generation of white children. We want every white father to feel the sting having their children marry colored males and produce biracial children. Of course, within his own race, they say that's forbidden, that's verboten, that is not allowed. We don't want the schwatza in our midst, as they say. So, here it is from the horse's mouth. This is what they do through Hollywood, through entertainment now, through music, through all of these literature. You're a terrible person if you're white, number one, and if you believe in no integration, no intermarriage, none of that. Friendship, of course. Fellowship, yes. But none of those other things. If you believe in those things, then you are a diabolical person. You are satanic. You are absolutely targeted for destruction. And boy, they're doing it, let me tell you. We're seeing that now as never before. Again, another symptom of this generation, of the fig tree. And uh, Art from Philly... What do you have to say about all of this to Abe Foxman and his cohorts? Well, first of all, it sounds like you're a Holocaust denier. How can you deny um, what's going on here? You know, I would certainly say that's one of the things we need to remind Mr. Foxman about. The other thing this is the real Holocaust, is, yes. Yeah, the real Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And uh, when this actually, they've been doing it. You know, it, this started destroying the uh, American you know, Caucasian family, after they destroyed the black families, started with, it takes a village to raise a child. And that's what they were saying. The, the code word for that is, we're going to use family courts in the divorce process to destroy the white male as parent to their children. Yes. And in that process of that destruction, these are the consequences we're going to see, which you described quite well. And the end result will be a country like Brazil, Okay will become mulattoes, 
And another end result would be cities like what's happening in Minneapolis with uh, the massive immigration there. So we can see what they're doing. And actually, uh, no I remember, yeah, no doubt about it. So this is not a minor issue. This is a major issue that nobody's talking about. That you know, That's right. a third of all the revenue for family, in uh, family court is made by lawyers. That's where a third of the income for the legal community comes from. And what are they doing? They're destroying families, ripping them up and getting rich, and then basically putting the kids in a terrible situation at which point they're all susceptible to, you know, the consequences of what happens with that. There's a direct consequence between that and, you know, the drug problems and all the other problems we see with the youth as a result of uh, what they've done, okay? Mm -hmm. And you can see from what he says it's intentional to destroy the family in America. And we need to wise up and start standing up to them. That's what I see. Also, well, I want to comment... You're seeing right. And, uh, you know, Foxman uh, has his critics within his own tribe. I've sent you a couple of emails. You know, Abe Foxman is an a-hole and a racist. And this is by a uh, fellow tribesman. I believe his name was uh, Kamara. He is a Jewish critic of Abe Foxman. And uh, Kamer, rather. His name is Kamer. And uh, I don't know if you read it or not, but folks, it, it's it's up online, and I'm I'm surprised it's still allowed on uh, on some of these search engines. But another one: Does Abe Foxman have an anti-Semitism problem? This one by James Traub. He's also right. a fellow tribesman. He he's got a rather lengthy missive, lengthy missive here about how um, Foxman is nothing but a dirty hypocrite and. Uh, He's a falsifier. He's just plain liar, and he's you know paid actor on the stage. He got handsomely paid as uh, CEO, head of the ADL, and now his right. successor uh, uh, Rosenblatt is doing the same thing. Right. Remember, anybody who buys from Starbucks is promoting this destruction of America because they're the ones, like you said, Rosenblatt, who uh, was a top executive at Starbucks, is running the anti-defamation league. People don't wise up and start using our power to boycott to basically take our dollars away from Starbucks because it's been used as a front for the Anti-Defamation League. Then they have no idea what's going on, and they need to understand that there's a direct cause and effect of supporting dollars to Starbucks supports the destruction of the American family. That's what that's a point I think people need to understand, especially since you mentioned Rosenblatt. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any venue they support, uh, especially social media now, get off of right. these venues, and uh, particularly Netflix, which, of course, has had its issues about uh, some of the uh, password sharing now that they're so concerned about it because they're starting to lose money after that big right. high they experienced last year. Now things are starting to change because of the purported recovery from the uh, COVID malaise and restrictions. So, you know, you've got to know who the enemy is. You've got to know right. their goal is to destroy this nation, this race which built this nation, and all of the other races, by the way, they don't like you. They hate you. They despise you. You know, I mean, this is what, what was it Rahm Emanuel's father said when he took up a, a, a top position in the Obama administration. His father called them Schwatzes, which is the right. N-word. He said, what do right. you think, my son is a Schwatzer? You know, I want him right. right at the top of the ladder. And this is so common in uh, Palestine. 
In fact, by the way, I've got to bring this to our attention before the break, uh, is that even on NBC, NBC News, there's an article about the video that's now going viral. It shows Israeli forces detaining Palestinian boys. They say they were foraging for vegetables. Well, apparently the video of the the, uh, incident was uh, now circulated. (laughs) I guess it's getting throughout social media. I haven't seen it yet. But it's, uh, it's now beginning to reap some condemnation because they were detaining, arresting, and who knows what. But this video now captures it and shows what they're doing to destroy these already destroyed people, the Palestinians. See, that's not racism. That is not racial superiority. You imagine if this was the old South Africa and the government's forces were doing that. Why would be news and videos all over the world now? constantly in your head. So be aware of these things, folks. Yep. I'd also like to comment about something about uh, our favorite hero there, Gina. Romando. My former governor, Gina? Yes. Raimondo? Oh, come on. Yes. What could anybody say that would be negative about her? Go ahead. I'll let you listen. All right. Well, yeah. even in the New York Times, they posted Gina was grilled by Congress about Chinese practices in doing business you know, enforce trade rules, to understand um, that they're involved with, uh, you know, a lot of the things that are adverse to America, such as COVID. And also it was pointed out in an article about the defense industry that the uh, Chinese are now basically uh, are able to push out the U.S. Navy a thousand miles away from the coast of uh, China with all their missile systems. So, yeah, we got like 10-plus aircraft carriers, but they got a whole continent that they can use as an aircraft carrier to keep us away. So they pointed out there's this company called Tennyson, T-E-C-E-N-T, that's uh, been actively involved in committing espionage against the U.S. And it, basically it owns this other company called TikTok. Okay? And then uh, somebody in Congress pointed out, who's one of the big investors in TikTok? Gina Ramondo. Okay, our Commerce Secretary. How could that be that a Commerce Secretary is in bed with the Chinese Communists that are committing espionage against this country? That couldn't be our, our, our Secretary of Commerce is going to make sure that uh, trade works properly for the uh, interests of the United States, could it? What's your point, viewpoint on that? Well, are you surprised? It would be my reaction. I'm surprised that nobody's bringing it up and holding her to taking her to task for her misbehavior. Right. No, I mean, she's one of the protected. She's one of the protected. Why do you think she went from Rhode Island to Washington? Why do you think they've had their eyes on her now for, well, since she was general treasurer in the state and then became governor? I mean, she's been on as many media forums as you can think of. And they, they love this girl. They adore her. And there's nothing adorable about her looks, but she certainly is uh, very, uh, very much uh, proactive, let's say, when it comes to the agenda of those that are destroying this country economically and politically and making us part of a one-world global entity. She's good at, at killing jobs. She's good at, good at raising taxes. And she's just uh, good at doing all of these things that uh, we expect of her. There's no surprise from me, Art. Right. And what I can see is going back to what I wrote in the past, No Place for Corruption, is who was in charge of the Senate Committee for Commerce, of which you know the Department of Commerce responds to, 
for years, over almost 20 years. John McCain, you know, the same McCain that's married to the Hensley family, the Bruffman Crime Syndicate, okay? So we can see this is a key position for the 1% of 1% is to control that Commerce Department so we keep the uh, immigration coming in that increasingly makes them rich and uh, increases the uh, poverty and the economic uh, devastation to the rest of the American people. So we can see why she's there. She represents that 1% of 1%, and even as an investor, just like them, you know, investing in a communist country, you know, through TikTok, and selling us all down the rat hole. You know, that's, that's our Gina there, you know, who's handling, managing commerce for this country. You can be sure that she'll look the other way. Well, there's all kinds of violations with trade, H-1B, visa immigration, destroying American business for that 1% of 1%. That's what I see. Well, you're seeing very, very clear vision. That's exactly what she does. And, uh, no, again, no surprises here because uh, uh, she's uh, been in the, uh, I would say, in the really the view very clearly of the establishment of those that seek to destroy the what remains of this economy, and there isn't very much left. But she's good for the job. Um, you know, she's, she's perfect for that position. She's done it all of her life. All of her life she's done this. And the thing, the thing that really is, uh, I think, very interesting more than anything is at this particular time when we're really talking about cap-and-trade again, we're talking about climate change, we've got Kerry there to do that. We, we also are talking about gasoline and oil prices now beginning to spike upward. We're seeing the trends. The trends are right. not very good. And that's, that's why I see this dovetails with with this administration. It was time for a change again. And so we went from Tweedledee to Tweedledum, from Trump to uh, to Biden. And quite frankly, I mean, if I look at Biden and he speaks, he's not even alive. You know, he's basically an anemic robot. So th- this the whole thing is a sham. Right. A sham. Well, here's a question for you on this. It's clear, you know, in uh, Rhode Island, they had the issues with Buddy Ciani, Prince of Providence, and organized crime there. And then, obviously, Gina got in there. It's clear to me from my research that the Commerce Department has been run by the syndicate for years. And the question is, who is the power brokers that, and also Biden's tied in with the syndicate, who are the power brokers behind uh, Gina there who are pushing her? Do you know who those uh, people are in Rhode Island tied in with the syndicate that got her into this position of power? Well, I'd I'd have to say... To be honest with you, I don't know all the key players. Their names are like, uh, you know, those uh, anonymous, faceless bureaucrats that we have referred to in the past, uh, where we don't know who the names are, but we know some of the people that staffed her administration and some of the people that are, uh, you know, are banking conglomerates that Goldman Sachs, a number of companies in the past, of course, she's had enormous uh, interplay with. So uh, as far as the specific individual, no, it's been very elusive in the press. They haven't delved into that, you know? And this is the interesting part of it. They escape the microscope. They right. escape it. Nobody really knows all the key players. But if you look deep and you look at her administration, you'll find that um, she she's a gal who's been about the town. 
You know, she's been right. on Wall Street for all of her life, all of her adult life, and so she's hobnob with the same groups of people. Um, basically, it's it's their uh, underlings, you might say, here in the state. You know, you might say the people who are the local uh, chapter of the criminal elite on Wall Street, they've pushed her. They've just given her a free ride for years. And, uh, you know, she, she's made it apparent that her loyalty is not to anyone but them. So I, 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 if I could help you get a better idea, Art, of who these people are um, behind the scenes pulling the strings for her, I certainly would let you know. But like I said, some of the key players are uh, some of the big boys on uh, Wall Street, and, and they like her because she, she may not be the most attractive uh, person, but she certainly gets the job done, as she said. Not right. in off. Well, if I go with follow the money trail, it's got to be in one or two avenues to figure out who it is, so it's not that hard. One is um, who, are, who are top ten campaign contributors? Who, who has been funding her to move up the ranks like this? Where is she getting the money? Two is, if it's not that way, who is she getting rich through her investments with Who's basically helping her become, you know, become a multimillionaire? Where is that money coming from? Who's actually she working with? One of those two avenues, or both, is the reason why she's rising to the top like this. And that's where the uh, the syndicate is that's backing uh, Gina up. That's how that's how I see it. Uh, I haven't analyzed it, and that's where I was just curious if you had any insight into that. But I'm I would bet dollars to donuts that's exactly what happened. So. I think, and, I think your yeah. your assessment. Yeah, yeah. Because I've done research on other uh, corrupt, uh, you know, candidates, and it's usually you know one of the top ten investors, you know, that uh, been supporting their campaigns over a period of years, or it's basically one of the co-investors with their assets. For instance, you look at uh, Hillary Clinton, and she was investing in um, you know a real estate investment. She puts like a thousand dollars down, and she makes four hundred thousand dollars within a year. You know, so that, that's, uh, that's how they play the game. Yeah, right. That's so she's got to be something like that. Wealthy, very right. wealthy. All right, uh, our number here. You can call uh, instead of the toll-free number. If uh, you uh, you'd like, you can help us out by dialing five one two area code two four eight eight two five two. That's five one two two four eight eighty two fifty two. And Marcus is calling, I believe, from Idaho. Hello, Idaho. Uh, good afternoon, sir. <clears throat> um, I, I, I really like your content today. Thank you. Uh, and I just uh, wanted to add to the mix that somebody that no one's really talking about his Jewish um, descent is um, Mayor Steve Adler from Austin, Texas, uh -huh. who has really put his thumb on the people there and said, no way, you're not going to be free. Uh, so he's doing his part as a, a good um, communist Jew to destroy the society of America. Well, I, I thank you for that information. I'm not surprised at that either. And Most of these, uh, these mayors and cities who are of the tribe are taking the same position. Uh, most of them are. You know, we've, we've seen what Bloomberg tried to do just with guns alone. Uh, the funds he's given to defeat the NRA, as he calls it, the gun lobby. And now we have, uh, what's her name, that Senator Feinstein, I believe, has come out oh, and yeah. said now that they've passed some background checks, new legislation in the House, 
that we're going to go after the guns in the Senate. Remember she said that a few years ago? She said, give me five years. Well, five years has passed, and now she's extended it to seven and eight years. But she said we will get the job done. So, yeah, there's no surprise here. No surprise, my friend. Oh, definitely. They're they're going after every American value that they can, and it's, um, I so heard somebody say it's like an elliptic right now where you turn the corner, it's really quick, and I think that's what's happening right now. We spe- we're speeding around the corner and going the opposite direction of what America was founded to be. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to add, um, if you ever... I look at Gateway Pundit, and they often have a picture of Nancy Pelosi or Schumer before the... Uh, the flags of Congress or something. Um, and there's <clears throat> this flag that always strikes me as a face of a demon. The eye is like a, uh, a star, a star of David in there. The stars are situated so that you can see like a star of David in there. And it's always kind of got this like demon smile mouth. And it's like always behind Schumer and Nancy when that picture comes up. Um, it's like folded halfway. And I just, I, ever since I've seen that, I've just thought, you know, that's totally demonic, and that's the, their masters looking out over them. Mm-hmm. Why, well, yeah. Uh, any comment, Art? I'll let you comment if you'd like. Go ahead. No, I think uh, your caller uh, summarized uh, the viewpoints pretty good. I would mention this. Remember, it was a Rothschild that established the community of Galveston, Texas, back around 1900, mm. directly... Um, that's who um, brought the uh, Jewish community into Texas, was the Rothschilds around that point in time. So I'd be interested to see how they migrated from Galveston to Austin and took over that government. It would definitely be interesting for sure. I I see that he was a lawyer. Um, Adler was a lawyer for a long time before he became the mayor. And, uh, you know, he just fit. Um, snugly into the bill of an ACLU lawyer. Oh, American yeah. Civil Liberties Union. It's not about American civil liberties. It's about against American civil civil liberties. Anything that's white yeah. is to be yeah. deconstructed, demonified, demonified, and demonized. Well, wasn't it Roger Baldwin who was the founder of the ACLU in 1920? And didn't he say the goal is socialism? That's their goal, uh-huh. and that's what they are, big government, more government, not less, not liberty. But, again, they, mm-hmm. they came about just around the same time as the incorporation of the ADL and their uh, winning of the income tax amendment and the Federal Reserve System. They all dovetailed. You notice that? Yeah, and about the same time that they dreamed up technocracy or the ruling of the world. Right. Right, you are. Thank you, Marcus, for your call. Appreciate it very much. Thank good. you very much. Excellent you, call. You both yes, have sir. a wonderful day. Well, you as well. Okay. Uh, well, Art, you know, I mean, just a moment ago, we are talking about what these bankster gangsters are doing to us, and uh, what they're doing is very interesting now with regard to how they've changed the whole economic landscape just through this COVID situation. I mean, have you found that to be interesting? We talked about it last week for a short time, but think about it. What they've done to the debt structure is absolutely incredible. They've pauperized businesses like they have individuals more than at any other time, and that's part of Gina's legacy. Gina's legacy was to create that indentured servitude, 
to create more poverty, more dependency on government through loans that have to be paid back and uh, and taxes have to be paid on them rather than a massive cut in taxes and the tax structure. So this is what they're doing is continued to get people dependent. Now they don't care. The average there's oh, I'm happy to be opening up again. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Oh, we're going to experience a new catharsis. We're going to find freedom again, back to normal. No, they are not. It's more worse. It's more dangerous now than it had been a year ago. Right. Things began to get cooking. I mean, if a company successfully recovers from this, it's going to take them two years just to get back on an even keel with all the economic Mm. uh, losses that they've suffered through this. I was just looking in um, Money GPS, which is on YouTube, where he pointed out the debt structure, like you're saying. Japan is number one. Their debt ratio is to, you know, the gross domestic product is 423%. So it takes four years of all the productivity of Japan to equal um, paying off the debt for the country, their national debt, which actually is for oh, more than four years. And the U- U.S., you know, back in uh, 22 years ago, we were down to 50%. Now we're at 150%, okay? So way up there. And who's number two, believe it or not, as far as the national debt is Canada, believe it or not. So they're they're going to go there first. And also when Live Leak saw the article about uh, Lebanon, that the people in uh, Beirut are having a major protest about, you know, their purchasing power of their currency is falling apart. And uh, they're protesting the government. So what's happening there is you want to see the effects of inflation? Go look at Venezuela. Now look at uh, Beirut, Lebanon. You'll see what uh, this hyperinflation is going to do to us. We're just, uh, you know, just hasn't hit us yet. It's coming, you know, and it's going to be pretty severe. So that's, uh, that's yeah. some concerns I see. Right. And another factor, of course, is these warnings now we're getting again, that while we're loosening the grid here and the grip in America vis-a-vis COVID, uh, in Europe, particularly Italy now, they're experiencing a new uptick in the number of cases of the COVID variant. And that means uh, that it could be coming here next. They did say it would be here in March. They didn't say what part of March. But here, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up your seatbelt and be prepared. All right. Come right back. More calls if you would like to join us. Rick Adams, Uncensored with Art. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store 
or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Get back at him with Rick Adams, the Radio Avenger, on the Republic Broadcasting Network. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Art from Philly and myself. Art's website is www.noplaceforcorruption.com. Let's go back to the phones. Charles in Florida is next. Hello, Charles. Hey, how you doing there? Uh, yeah, I hope it's not off topic. Have you heard about this Eurovision song, El Diablo, in uh, Europe? It sparked wide protests for its satanic message. It's a Cypriot entry into the Eurovision 2021 contest. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't looked into it. How deeply have you looked into it yourself? Uh, well, the it's on uh, uh, Vigilant Citizen website on the internet for one, and you, the uh, TruthSeeker.co.uk also it was on there yesterday. But yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Vigilant Citizen. It's a I've good website. Site, uh, but I have not. I have not gotten anything from them in a long time. Uh, so what what is the uh, sum and substance in your view as to what they're trying to do now, what, what you've learned about this song? Well, it's just, it's just more uh, proof that what what the uh, the system is uh, poo-pooing. Like uh, the, the other, other night on South Park, they were 
poo-pooing the idea that there's a secret society that uses adrenochrome, you know, and uh, that the, they're mixing the vaccine thing up with it. I don't know what their point was on South Park, but the, the you know, I, I guess the vaccine's still good though. But but uh, but people are acting like idiots or something. You know, oh, but yeah. uh, it it it's it's the system wants to deny that his existence. The devil wants to deny that he he really exists. But that's his greatest power. Right. Just like our uh, Cainites want to deny that they have any power at all, as Gilad Atzman says, the Israeli dissident. But they have immense yeah. power. That's their power. Exactly. Well, that's why you're not allowed to criticize them. They didn't have any power. Oh, they don't exist. South Park says they exist in our imagination. You know, oh, they're sat so-called satire. And what do you? Yeah, they're they're coming out in the open. What do you think, Art? It's pretty apparent now. They're pretty bold, and uh, I guess they're brave about it, huh? Coming out and and pushing the envelope every day. How can you believe that? They don't have any power. They're just a very poor, very genteel group of people that are, you know, trying to make a living in America, even if they'll sell the country down the tube to our worst enemy, China, and put us all in slavery. But I think they're just honest, hardworking people. What What do you expect from them? That's right. You shouldn't criticize them, Charles. You should You should leave them alone. Oh, of course not. I, I should be a good... Uh, uh, Android or or Borg, you know we we should yes. be warp speed ahead to become Borgs. A cyborg, yes, that's exactly. Yeah, what cyborgs. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for that update. I appreciate that. No, it's not off topic at all. Thank you for the call, Charles. Call again. Thank you. And uh, Art, Art, the time just flies by when we're having a lot of fun bringing the truth to people and uh, to a. A world that really doesn't want the truth, but we're here for that reason. So have a good day. Thank you, Art, and hope to talk to you again next time, okay? You got it. Thank you. All right. No place for corruption.com. Rick Adams here today, and we hope to see you, God willing, again next Saturday, same place, same time. And may Yahweh bless his elect. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.